Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Priya Rao, and here with me today is Shawnee Darden, the founder of her namesake beauty line, and Michelle Shigamasa, the CEO of Shawnee Darden. Welcome, guys. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Hi, Priya. It's so nice to see you. I mean, I feel like, Michelle, we were just talking about how we've been on Zoom for the last 18 or 19 months, but I have to say, you know, Shawnee, you're somebody we've been wanting on the show for such a long time, and we're so excited to have you. Um, You know, Shani, I would love to start a little bit about your background, because I know that you were in the entertainment world, you started in modeling and acting, and I'm wondering, you know, were you obsessed with beauty prior to that, or was this something that you kind of just fell into? Um, I've been obsessed with skincare since I was super young, probably like eight years old. Um, I used to have problem skin, like I'd have weird rashes and breakouts. And um, I would always like make masks for my friends. I'd force them to use them. Um, I remember m- making my mom take me to the dermatologist and I lived in a really small town and we didn't have one. So it took months to get an appointment and she brought me on a ferry over to Burlington, Vermont. And that's when I first uh, was like introduced to retinol. Um, So it's always been kind of like, kind of an obsession. I didn't necessarily know that's what I would get into. Um, We sure didn't have estheticians in Plattsburgh, New York at that time. Um, And then I was modeling and I ended up in LA and that's how I got here and then realized that wasn't really my journey. And then um, actually one of my friends told me, go to school. Um, I mean, first I went to school to be a massage therapist and then an esthetician. And then I, I knew at that point that was what I was going to do. So Shani, go back a little bit because, you know, when you were, you know, modeling and, you know, internet entertainment, was your skincare routine something that maybe you focused a little bit more on just because, you know, models always say and actresses always say that, you know, their skin gets so much aggravated because of all the makeup they're wearing. Was this make kind of like sealed the deal for you in terms of what you thought was important? You know, I was, I was always obsessed the same when I was young. Like, I think at one point I wanted to be like, be a Mary Kay person. I don't know if Mary Kay, I don't know what you call a Mary Kay person, but I wanted to sell Mary Kay. So here it was the same. I've always had a skincare routine from a young age. Like that was my thing. I just like, you know, you don't always know that that's where you're going. Um, but it's always, I've always been crazy. Tell me a little bit about the journey from esthetician and having your own practice to beauty founder? Like, what was that leap like? Because I feel like you, I mean, your word was gospel from, you know, everything I read in terms of the press, but you know, it's a different thing from recommending products for people than, you know, making your own. So right out of school, I was fortunate enough. I I knew that I wanted to work in like a really good spa when I got out of school. So I was a receptionist everywhere. And I was fortunate enough that I was a receptionist at this really really well, it was like the hot place to go. And so all of the estheticians there had had like five years experience and they had worked for dermatologists. So right out of school, they helped me get a job working for a dermatologist, which is not like normally like what dermatologist is going to hire someone right out of school, but I was fortunate enough. And so that's where my love of retinol started because I, you know, I got to see 
you know, young people using it, older people that never aged that had been using it since their twenties. So, um, but I also got to see all the harsh, um, side effects that it can have redness, dryness, all of those things. And so I, I was just so obsessed with that ingredient that I knew I wanted to make a retinol that wouldn't have those side effects, but still effective enough for everyone to use. Did I know that I was going to go and make it? Absolutely not. I had no idea, but like, that's where it started. What about retinol was so fascinating to you and why you thought it was like the ultimate ingredient? Well, I think, you know, we retinol came out and we were using it for people with severe acne. And then over time, you know, you got to see what it did as far as anti-aging. So, you know, it can help, you know, decrease fine lines and wrinkles and um, help with healthy collagen production, all of the things. And it's kind of just like the best multitasking ingredient. So for me, I I just, you know, I got to see, I mean, I, saw so many women's. One of the estheticians I worked with must have been in her 60s. I still don't know how old she was, but her face was just like not a wrinkle on this woman's face. And she had been using retinol since her early 20s. And the crazy part is that she was not using it on her neck and chest. And so that's where you could see her age. Um, so it's just, I don't, I, I, I think there is not a better anti-aging ingredient than retinol, obviously, other than staying out of the sun and sunscreen. So it seems like right now we're in this kind of moment in beauty where there's an obsession with retinol, an obsession with, uh, with vitamin A, and then just all these increased high percentages of actives and ingredients, like everybody's trying to one up each other. When you were thinking about your line, you know, and taking the plunge to creating your own products, what did you think was missing? And how did you think you could maybe differentiate yourself from all the chatter? Well, when I made my retinol, I don't really think, like I I, I was very fortunate at the time. I, there, there weren't many other retinols, honestly. I feel like SkinCeuticals was the only one at that time. So there weren't any. Um, you know, it was all like, um, it was prescription. So it was just like, I mean, I didn't think that through or really know. I just knew I wanted to make one. So I think that was the big thing for me. And it wasn't about necessarily the percentage. It was about it just being as effective. And I, and I, you know, I, I tested it on, you know, clients for a year before releasing that. So it was something that I really worked hard to get right. So when you were kind of formalizing your business in in your product business, you know, I remember when you first started, we spoke when the line was just launching, you were doing a digital brand. It was very, you know, it was, you weren't necessarily charting a path to exponential growth yet, but then very soon after, you know, I feel like all the press, all the attention, and then of course, Sephora. So I'm wondering what was that, what would that was like, you know, kind of having your own operation in-house, you were running kind of everything. And then of course, you know, taking this next big plunge. Oh God. Um, I never really think <laughs> things through like that. Um, that's what Michelle's here for. She does. I kind of just go with it. It's all like a lot. It's overwhelming to think that that's how it was. I mean, I started, you know, I remember being in my first big magazine. It was Us Weekly. And, um, you know, Gwen had featured my retinol and I had so many like 
so many orders for retinol and it was me and my husband in my bedroom with two other friends um shipping the retinol like we didn't even know what to do like i couldn't even take it i was like what's happening so it's all like i i, I kind of just always go with the flow and i mean it's just like i i'm so grateful but like i never really think that part out michelle that's a great segue for you you know obviously you joined the team um in the midst of a pandemic recently um but you also had a lot of expertise yourself michelle with expert-led doctor-led esthetician-led brands like you were recently with dr murad and i'm wondering you know what was it about shawnee that you thought was you know, maybe this diamond in the rough that you thought you could help explode? Yeah, you know, it's a really good question. And it's a hard one. And I mean that in the best possible way, because there were a lot of things that drew me to Shawnee. Um, I think first and foremost, it always has to start with products you believe in. I mean, amazing products is where it all starts. And that's the foundation of success. I, no matter how experienced I am, I can't sell something that I'm not passionate about, right? So amazing products that speak for themselves, highly efficacious. And one would even say, you know, retinol is a cult favorite. So that really, really attracted me. Um, and, you know, the the other thing, um, Shawnee, don't don't blush, but it, it was Shawnee. Um, you know, I, I remember going to dinner with her. It was a big leap for me. You know, Shawnee's a much different size company than, than Murad, as you can imagine. And, you know, I had 200 and something people underneath me at Murad. And, you know, here I am kind of going into company with, with 10 people. Uh, that's that's the reality. And um, after meeting with Shawnee, it, it, you know, I was really impressed by Shawnee's philosophy around product, um, you know, highly efficacious, real results, combined with her simple, straightforward, no bullshit. Oops, I'm not sure if I... You can say bullshit. No bullshit (laughs) advice. Bullshit. No bullshit. And even sometimes I try to talk Shawnee into things and she goes, Michelle, that's bullshit. No. (laughs) And I love that. And that authenticity and her approach to skincare, um, I really, really believe in. And I think it will resonate with consumers, you know, all around the world. And I think the potential is limitless. And uh, that was why I, I joined Shawnee. Shawnee, what was it like building a team around you? Because you just described a, a pretty typical founder story, you know, shipping things out of your bedroom with your husband, you know? So when you were thinking about, you know, obviously you got into Sephora, you did all of this on your own, you started the products. When you're thinking about who you wanted around you and what you wanted to build, what was on your mind? Who I wanted around me. I mean, honestly, I just, I wanted it all to be a really good fit. It's, it's still such a small team that I want. It's more like family and I, I kind of want to keep it that. That's really was my focus. Um, that we all get along and, um, yeah, that it's more like a family thing. I know obviously it'll get bigger, but that was my initial goal. What's it like now? You know, you're in this huge retailer, prestige retailer for both of you, you know, and I think that, you know, you're tapping into two really big trends, your brand and yourself, one being expert led, you know, it's not this confusion around clean or clinical or what's good for you, what's bad for you, but also this idea of skin minimalism, which I think Shani, you're known for. I think people have always said that about you um, when you were doing, you know, their, their skincare routines, but also like, 
people want less right now, it seems like, even though, you know, we're still kind of at home all yeah. the time. So how are you kind of uh, navigating both of those waves? Well, as far as not, at, you know, overdoing it, you know, as far as not overdoing it product wise, is that what you're asking? Yeah, both product wise and then just also positioning, because, you know, I think that like be, being in Sephora, Michelle, obviously, can, you can speak to this as well. You know, it's always about what's new, what's yeah. greatest, what's best, what's the latest, what's the holiday kit, you know? <laughs> so tell me about I, that. I guess for me, I don't really think about it. I, my focus is always that I'm going to make the best product. I'm, I'm, it takes me so long to put out a product. And also, I've been using all different brands for so long um, as an Esthetician. And so, you know, there are a million vitamin C products, and I'm just not going to put a vitamin C product out unless it's so special. And so, for me, that's my focus. I don't really even lean into the other side of it. Um, I don't even really think about that. I don't have that pressure. I have a pressure to make the best product. That's, that's truly, and it like consumes me. Yeah. It really goes back, I think, to Shawnee's authenticity. Like Shawnee, you know, has her product philosophy. And I think that is what it is, despite what's happening in the world. And I think, you know, we just have to navigate through the the trends um, with with truth and authenticity and what we stand for. And, you know, whether it's clean, whether it's this, whether it's that, um, you know, I think Shawnee really does follow her heart and follow what she believes in, despite what else is going on. Um, and I, I think that's the authentic way um, to develop products. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. Tell us a little bit about your philosophy because, you know, the products in your your line, obviously the retinol, the hero retinol, um, the eye cream, these are all like iconic products that women need. But at the same time, it's not over skewed. It's not over merchandise. And like you said, you're not introducing a vitamin C when literally everyone has a vitamin C. So when you're thinking about new products and development, you know, what are you focused on? So because I'm still, you know, I, I, I do work and give facials all the time. So that's, that's where I come up with what I need. So it's with working with clients and seeing what they're using and what's not out there and if it's out there, but why it's not that great and how I can make it better. So, and that's been with everything, like my, the cleanser that I came out with, I came out with because I had tried to find the perfect cleanser, the right lather that was super gentle. And I just couldn't find that. And so, and my clients would say to me, I like the one that you're selling, but I wish it did this. And so that's kind of where I come up with things, you know, like there weren't a lot of oil-free moisturizers that were great. And people, you know, people with oily skin, normal skin types that need that, um, I felt like we needed to make one. So that's kind of where it comes from. What's that like, Shawnee? You know, obviously still having a a working practice, you're still doing facials, you're still doing that. And you also have this brand founder piece. I know it's, I mean, ostensibly they inform each other, but it is really two jobs. Yeah. You know, it would be hard for me. I'm sure everybody else would like me to not give facials at this point so I could spend more time. But honestly, I don't think that I, I need it. I need to get like, it's so important. I, 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 I'm always, I don't want to say that necessarily that people can't make a skincare line without, you know, being an esthetician, but it really makes a huge difference. Like I've, 
I've, I know all about skin from working with a dermatologist, plastic surgeon. So for me, it's just like, I have, I, it's, it's something that I don't think I can give up. Well, I mean, I think a lot of the people in your space who are experts, whether it's Dr. Dennis Gross yeah. or Dr. Giannis for Alexandrius from 111 Skin, like they're still doing their thing too. It was just kind of happenstance. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, tell me a little bit about when you joined the brand. Obviously, you had been in an expert-led brand before yourself and a much bigger one, you know, owned by Unilever. <laughs> but tell me what you were thinking, what the priorities were when you were like, okay, what can I do with this gem of a company and with this gem of a founder? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot, a, a lot of things are on my mind. Um, in, in all honestly, it's, it's, it's only been three months. So, you know, I've, I've really been listening. I've been learning. Um, I've been thinking about what are the, the, the big ideas, you know, the long-term vision, um, we're also really focused on building our team. I think it, it really does start with with amazing talent. Um, so recruiting, retaining top talent. Um, and, and to Shawnee's point, while preserving the family and close-knit culture, Shawnee created. Um, you know, my job is to preserve that, even though we are going to scale and get much bigger as, you know, as a family. And, and I think the other big thing um, that's that's more on the short term and, and pressing is is building brand awareness, which, you know, we'll do by amplifying social. Um, you know, we want to scale content. We want to scale influencer outreach um, while also learning, you know, the, the new channels that are out there and, um, you know, leveraging them. Um, the other thing I really believe in uh, with this this brand even more specifically, is is trial, scaling trial. Um, I believe one of the best investments we can make is in trial because Shawnee's products are amazing and they absolutely convert really well. So um, that's a great investment to, you know, to broaden our reach and to have more people try um, Shawnee Darden. Michelle, I have so many questions. You said so many interesting things there. <laughs> you know, first of all, I guess on the brand awareness piece, which I think is interesting because obviously Shawnee, you're a go-to esthetician for, you know, Jessica Alba, Kelly Rowland, like everybody, everybody who has great skin in LA and in entertainment, I feel like goes to you. Um, and so, you know, in some ways it's like, you don't need an introduction, but then at the same time, Michelle, you know, it's a new brand. I remember seeing, um, in the, the Sephora commercials recently, your brand was highlighted. And I'm wondering, you know, like how much is that like partnership really helping, you know, elevate, you know, create buzz? Sephora, yeah. Sephora is one thing I neglected to mention in terms of prioritization. Sephora is of paramount, you know, winning with them and partnering with them. Um, you know, they, they really, Shawnee can speak to this probably a little bit more so, but the opportunity that they gave Shawnee and this brand has been amazing and um, partnering and winning with them is is probably the most critical thing outside of, you know, building awareness and, and other things that we have to do, you know, on our own. Did you see a huge difference after, you know, obviously you mentioned the S Weekly experiment a few or the us weekly mention uh when you were first starting out but after that commercial ran was that like a totally different wave of people coming to you I don't know that side of it other than like my kids freaked out and that I freaked out I also like 
hadn't seen, I, I actually didn't really know that there was a commercial. So I was watching Vanderpump Rules and there it was and I died. So it's pretty amazing. And also like my, you know, like I, I, I hadn't seen it before. So um, it's just amazing. It's, I mean, Sephora has been so good to me. So, um, and I'm, I'm really, um, you know, grateful and also proud that they, they did that. The, the, the campaign is, you know, I think really purposeful, you know, beyond, you know, brand awareness and featuring Shawnee, but, you know, representation, I think, in beauty um, hasn't necessarily been very broad. And I think, you know, taking a moment to represent and inspire more representation um, is is a beautiful thing. And I think we are really proud to be a part of that um, and proud, you know, proud of Sephora for, for also taking this forward. Absolutely. I mean, they've done so many great things around inclusivity and equality and equity. And, um, you know, this was a prime example of that, but it also was just beautiful and exciting to be introduced to new brands because so much of the time in these big campaigns, whether you're looking at, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue or Bloomingdale's, it's like the same old brands that you kind of always see. Michelle, tell me a little bit about the marketing piece because, you know, Shani, I think you're an influencer in your own right. You know, I don't know if you would consider yourself, you know, the ones that are jumping off and on TikTok these <laughs> days. But, you know, what what is that like balancing, you know, being at the face of the brand, being the founder, and then also meeting these kind of new guard people on Instagram, on TikTok, on whatever channel it is um, to spread your gospel, to spread your message? I guess that's a question for both of you. Yeah, it's... um it's all new. I mean, all of that is like new for me. I've gotten, you know, in the beginning, it was all like just me even doing Instagram was like, there's no way. Um, now I'm so used to it. Um, but it's been great, you know, um, it's, it's off. Yeah. Very natural for sure. Very natural. It's been great. All of it for sure. You know, one of the biggest thing, you know, we have to address, I think, I think this is a really native space for Shawnee. Um, you know, she's comfortable there. I just, we haven't had a lot of bandwidth internally to support that, you know, that the content and, um, you know, I, I think how we want to evolve it over time is, is also delivering a little bit more clinical content, the science around why the products are so amazing and kind of the proof, you know, the visual proof and, and things like that. But I, I, I think we've got the basic elements, right? I think it's just, really scaling the content and delivering more content to really empower, you know, her, her consumer, you know, to better, healthier skin. Yeah. I mean, the results are amazing. Whenever you look at those Sephora reviews, the UGC pre- put up there. Undeniable. Undeniable. Exactly. Yeah. Tell me a little bit, Michelle, about sampling. You mentioned that a second ago and you're right. I mean, all the great skincare brands know that that is the way to get new people. Best way to... Spend money, best way. So how are you thinking about that? Because, you know, obviously that was a big conversation point during COVID or during the early days of COVID. No more testers, no more trial in stores. Do we do this digitally? Do we do this gift with purchase? Like, how are you thinking about it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I think really from a 360, you know, approach, you know, starting with Sephora, really, you know, kind of leaning in and giving them more, uh, more of our investment into sampling so that they can, you know, cascade those samples, you know, out 
um, more broadly than we've done in the past. You know, they have hundred points. Uh, they even do skincare challenges, which you know we we um, you know have on the books, and and that's another way uh, for trial. You know, with our own site, I've challenged the team to think of really creative, different ways to to really give more samples out because, again, we, we believe it's a good investment. And uh, lastly, and, and very broadly, I think we'll participate in um, more paid sampling. So e- e- even those boxes, you know, that that go out, there are partners that can scale hundreds of thousands of units of samples, sometimes millions of units. So those are all things that are kind of top of mind for us. What's What's your prediction for holiday this year? Because obviously it's a big season. Um, People are ready to shop. Although, you know, I don't know if the ports are going to allow everybody's product to get to store. That's why, that's why I I had an UGG is that the one thing that stresses me out about holiday is shipping and, and supply chain. You know, it's definitely, it's not over, right? I wish COVID was over. I wish the impacts of COVID was over. It's got, it's been two years, right? And it's still impacting us. So um, yeah, I think we're just, you know, we're really focused, you know, short-term, but but also long-term on kind of de-risking supply chain and putting in, um, you know, ways uh, to kind of diversify risk and not be dependent only on one thing or one person or one contract manufacturer, et cetera. Um, just trying to be smart, sourcing things that are hard to get early, you know, so that if there's an issue with shipping or lead times, we already have them. Um, there are lots of things we're doing, you know, both on the short and the long term. I just, I hope the shipping situation um, <laughs> is okay and people can keep up with the demands. We're really looking at that closely and trying, again, to diversify partners so that people don't have to wait three weeks to get a product during holiday, right? Well, it's so funny you say that because um, I actually had Carolyn from Sephora on this podcast. She's actually running very soon. Oh, really? And she was she was raving about same-day delivery. And I live very close to Sephora here in New York and, you know, I'm just walking over to Sephora. I'm not doing same day delivery. And she's like, I think same day delivery is going to be a real game changer. And I think she's right in that sense. But I just also wonder when everybody's like door dashing everything, how does that work? <laughs> you know, but I think it's an exciting. I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to answer <laughs> that. That we, we won't unfortunately be delivering same day. <laughs> not yet. Three, three, three days would be a good start. Yes. <laughs> um, Shani, when you were creating your holiday kits and like the collections that you were focused on, like what you wanted to put out there, you know, what were, what were you thinking? Because I think it's very, you, obviously the skin minimalist set and the retinol set. Um, but, you know, also just like, kind of, it was also like slicing and dicing your collection in a way that I think customers are going to be really excited about. Well, I mean, with every kit, the team has, because we've had a few different kits, um, the team kind of, it's that's kind of like a collaboration of all of us um, deciding what would fit best and um, whether or not it's like geared towards anti-aging or, um, but that's something we kind of all do together. And I think the holiday kit is very chic. I was very much all about the packaging. It's, it's beautiful, actually. I, I didn't have anything to do with it. So I can say that the team did an amazing job. I came on board and I was like, 
This packaging, by the way, Shawnee cares about <laughs> chic and so do I. I love but the packaging. It's, you know, all yes, it's beautiful, it's chic, but it's also really great commercially. And this is the balance that we have to strike because, you know, the way that they, you know, um, they kind of put like a sheer film over it so you could see a halo effect of the product. So you could actually see the size, the actual size of the product through the packaging, if that makes sense, while being very chic. And that's always a challenge during holiday because, you know, the people want to see what they're going to get. And usually you have to do that by a photograph or kind of, you know, other means. But I think the team did a yeah. really great job in balancing Shawnee's aesthetic with the commercial needs of the business and for Sephora. Um, and I think, you know, holiday especially is an amazing time, um, you know, to to expand trial. It's it's that same same concept of paid sampling, you know, offering a really nice value that we normally don't. So people can try and learn about Shawnee Darden. And I think the products um, reflect that, that they're what we want people to try. Shawnee, speaking of that aesthetic, you know, I, I totally agree when I think, you know, of your line and your brand of you, it's very, chic is very like the apropos word. And I'm wondering, you know, obviously you're in Sephora, you're in Violet Gray, you're at Net-A-Porte, these very chic sites as well. You know, when you think about expanding and scaling for both of you, you know, how do you kind of find the right distribution for that, you know, or, or are you holding on distribution right now? Are you thinking about like, let's stop and pause right now and focus on who we have? Or are you thinking about, you know, I mean, all the greats, you know, around the world called beauty, you know, um, Joyce in Hong Kong, you know, there are these specific set of names that I think very much come to mind. I think right now is just focusing on what we have now. Building that first is priority. Fully agree. Um, yeah, we're just, we, we want to win in a meaningful way with Sephora. I think that's, you know, the, the key priority. And, um, you know, we, we have a lot of room to grow. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're not yet a huge brand at Sephora and, um, that's, you know, really our ambition. So that's, that's where our focus, you know, fewer, fewer kind of bigger is, is our mentality right now. Last question for you both. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, granted, we are only a few years into the Shawnee Darden product experience, but, you know, Shawnee, what kind of brand do you want to be when you look at like everything that's kind of happening in the market? You know, people are investing, selling, you know, IPOing, doing all these things. But like, you know, when you look at who inspires you in the space or what they've built, who is that? I don't know the answer of who inspires me because there's so many different brands that I love. Um, but I would say who I want to be. I, I just think that I want to be, I want my brand to be known for having really effective and amazing products. That's my most important thing. I don't want to start making a bunch of products just to make them. And, um, I'm going to make sure that happens. And Michelle, for you, from your perspective, what kind of brand do you think Shawnee can be? Yeah, yeah, very similarly. I think, you know, the words that come to mind when I was thinking of the answer while Shawnee was talking is is trusted, authentic, modern skincare brand, um, really delivering on the promise of, of real results. I think that's of paramount, um, you know, existing to help, you know, all skin types, all skin tones really achieve their best skin period. I, I think that's, that's really important. And, 
you know, also, you know, leading with purpose, you know, we're cruelty free, we're vegan, um, social cause impact, you know, they're, they're, it's, it, 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 it I also want this to be more than just a skincare brand. I, I want to, you know, um, definitely help support purpose, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, I think that you guys have a, you know, when you talk about marketing and what you need to amplify, there's so many different points to talk about. It's like you're just scratching the surface. It's exciting. Very exciting. Thank you both for being here today. It was so wonderful having you. Thank you for having us. Priya, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening. See you next week.